This is the Real Talk University podcast, where your hosts, Andre and Christian, explore success stories outside of the classroom. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk University. Today, the hosts interview Quayon Cruz, who is the founder and very own creator of his own smartphone, runs a technology company, had experience in drop shipping and network marketing all while in high school. So uh, by just those things, you can tell that he's really experienced in a lot of fields of entrepreneurship. It was really fun to sit down and talk to him and hear all that he had to say at just a young age of 22, something that you guys can definitely relate to as we're all in the 18 to 22 year old range if you're listening in college. So definitely make sure to take notes and we really enjoyed it guys. So we hope that you get a lot out of it. Yeah, definitely. I had a lot of respect for Quian after this interview. Uh, like Christian mentioned, he's only 22 years old, which is really cool just to see how he's accomplished so much at such a young age. And I really liked uh, throughout the interview how he stressed that age doesn't define maturity. Um, and that's just a big theme of our own podcast. So I think we definitely were on the same wavelength, which led to a great interview that you guys are definitely going to enjoy. And also with his smartphone company, Proxello, he's, I think, the youngest ever founder and CEO of a smartphone company, which is really cool. So he's on to something big uh, and he's got a lot of promising ventures ahead of him. So it was really a privilege for Christian and I to sit down with him to interview him. And uh, we hope you guys get a lot out of this interview as always. Yeah, guys, I think just the fact that he went out and invented his own smartphone just talks to his character and determination for him as a person. Um, once again, really hope you guys get a ton out of this. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not already. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any streaming platform. Tell a friend if you enjoy our podcast because we're sure that your friend can get a lot out of it as well if you guys are like-minded in the entrepreneurship space. And let's go, guys. How's it going, Real Talk fam? I just wanted to jump in here real quick before we start this new episode of Real Talk University uh, with an offer that Christian and I have put together for you guys. Uh, basically, as a thank you for listening and tuning in to all of our episodes and supporting us along the way so far. So what we put together is the Podcast Blueprint ebook, which you'll have access to for free absolutely free. This is a downloadable PDF containing all the information, actionable steps, tips, resources, everything you need to launch your very own successful podcast in 30 days or less, exactly how Christian and I have done so. After reading our ebook, you'll be able to launch your own podcast today, book your dream guest for your interviews, and get ads and sponsors immediately. To claim your free copy today, visit the link at bit dot lee slash rtu ebook that's b-i-t dot that's a full stop l-y slash r-t-u ebook e-b-o-o-k get your free copy today before this offer expires so we like to start out with a game called two truths and a lie i'm sure you've heard of it so if you could just give us like three statements about yourself we'll try to pick out the lie <laughs> all right um i own a shoe brand i'm releasing a smartphone i like pickles <laughs> you, you hate pickles yeah we did our research you don't like pickles <laughs> yeah that's the one 
Cool, man. Yeah, we'll get into uh, the two things you mentioned as well with the sneaker brand and the smartphone. Uh, basically, we're just going to go through some questions to kind of unravel your story um, and then see where the conversation goes. So, For sure. Let's do it. Yeah, so when did you first discover, like, you're an entrepreneur? Like, was it, like, can you recall, like, an exact moment or kind of did it happen over time? Um, like, I really, it really was, like, since I was, like, a kid, to be honest, like, I always had, like, that entrepreneur mindset, but I didn't consider myself an entrepreneur until, like, I got a grasp of what it actually meant and what it meant to me. Like, I would always, like, I would make drawings or something, and I would sell it to people in school or like when my aunt had her daycare, we used to go to her daycare all the time. We'll be outside of like family dollars or some shit, you know, selling like my drawings. I'll draw like wrestlers doing like wrestling moves and stuff like that, or draw like portraits of people and I'll sell it outside of, outside of uh, family dollars and stuff. So I always had like that drive to like wanting to do something different and make money. Yeah. So like, it seems like you always had like that hustle inside of you. So when did you, like you said, you figured out what entrepreneurship actually meant to you? So like, how is that different to what it means to like the general crowd, would you say? Um, like what it means, like for me, it's just a matter of like commitment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, a, you know, everybody in their mom is an entrepreneur and especially now in this day and age, you know what I'm saying? So like other people's definition of an entrepreneur could be for, I guess the public eye is just basically being successful on social media. Me, you know, like being an entrepreneur, is a, it's a matter of commitment, you know what I'm saying? Like that really dedicating yourself to the grind and, you know, like not giving up and not quitting, you know, and not listening to the naysayers, the doubters and all of that type of stuff. Like it's a lot that goes in. You got to look at it, entrepreneurship as a relationship, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, a way for you to grow and learn and build, you know what I'm saying? And level yourself up, you know what I mean? And that's what it's really all about. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. And I just want to add another thing like about entrepreneurship. Like, yeah, like you could put in your Instagram bio, you could make an Instagram, you could monetize that. But I think like to me, like the true meaning of entrepreneurship is like actually like innovating and like doing that's things that people have never actually done. Because I think that like goes back to like the Steve Jobs era, kind of what Elon Musk was doing. Because like, like you could do the same thing that other people are doing and have success. But like true entrepreneurship is like innovating and providing things that like change what's going on today. Exactly. I definitely agree with you on that one. That's why I kind of like, you know, went into like creating my own shoes and creating a smartphone and stuff like that to kind of separate myself from anybody else that calls themselves an entrepreneur. Sometimes I don't even want to like now I don't even want to call myself an entrepreneur. I just call myself a creator. You know what I'm saying? Because people toss the word around too much and, you know, they call themselves this and that and stuff like that. So, you know, I just kind of, you know, differentiate myself from everybody else and stay focused on like really creating something, you know, different. That's sweet. So when you proposed the idea to your family that you wanted to go off and do your own thing instead of getting like a real job, what, how did they take that? I'm in a, I'm in a black family. So of course they didn't take that. <laughs> they didn't take that very well. You know what I'm saying? Like I started out with doing like network marketing and stuff like that. So like my family, friends and all everybody else, they just thought I was, you know, basically a fraud and I was out here scamming people because I was doing, you know, selling actual products or service with the network marketing companies that I was a part of. But in my family, you know what I'm saying? We didn't grow up around like my mom and dad owning businesses. You know, they always worked all the time, but they was working for somebody else. And they basically, for me, they just showed me that the life that I didn't want, you know what I'm saying? Because they didn't have time for us to really build relationships with us. So I was like, me, I'm like an observer. So I'm always paying attention to everything. So 
like me growing up, I never really wanted a job. Like even my mom would tell you that I never, I, or she kicked me out and we will argue because I never wanted to go get a job. You know what I'm saying? Because I always wanted to do my own thing, invest into my, myself to, you know, level myself up to be able to do the things that I'm able to do right now. For sure. Right. And then could you just take us through when you started with drop shipping around 20 years old, like from what I could gather on your website? Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, basically what got me into that, it was this guy named Andis. Um, like I was following him for like a year, but he was making like 150,000, 200 and something thousand a month just off of like Amazon and eBay. So I'm just like, you know, after paying attention to it for like a, a good solid year, I'm, I messaged him and was like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, how do you do that? You know what I'm saying? How can I like learn that? You know what I'm saying? And then that's when he, you know, brought it up to me, drop shipping. I never heard of the shit until, you know, he said it. So, you know, once he started like breaking it down to me, he was like, yeah, you could take my course and all of this other type of stuff. And, you know, I'll charge you 800 for it. Ooh. So I was like, okay, cool. I, I sent them the 800. I got on the phone with him to do like the, the consultation and all that type of stuff. Literally, I didn't even take his course. Once he like spoke and broke it down to me, I already knew exactly what I needed to do. Like I'm a fast learner. So I started doing the thing on Amazon and eBay. That's where I started out doing it at. You know, I made, you know, at least a good, you know, five figures off of that. But then, like, my guy, I was always into selling shoes and stuff like that because that's what I was doing, like, my senior year of high school. But, you know, I kind of found I found success with it. But then at the same time, I failed with it. So I kind of took that same model, but then I changed it to doing drop shipping. So I partnered up with a guy in uh, Florida that owned a shoe store. And I went out there. I took some pictures of some shoes that was in the store and made a, a website called my kicks five and i have posted those pictures on my website and sold the shoes for the price that i wanted to sell them for because he had some rare ones in there you know and sold the shoes for how much i wanted to sell them for so basically when people order from my site i collected my profit i sent them the payment you know for the shoes and he shipped the shoes out so that was like my first taste of actually doing the drop shipping on my own and then a lot of my friends are like you know big youtubers and stuff like that so i was advertising through, you know, Instagram, like Instagram, like celebrities, basically, and people that were shoe heads, you know what I'm saying? So people that were sneaker heads and that had a, a big following of people that wanted to buy and collect sneakers and stuff. So I always promoted and did like giveaways through them to like build my following and, you know, sell shoes. And like my first week I sold probably like 181 pairs and I made like 60 some thousand. And then from there, it just kind of took off. <laughs> that's, that's dope. insane yeah i was kind of in like the sneaker resale business as well like with the yeezys and like rare jordans and whatnot but not to that degree <laughs> but that's <laughs> awesome bro that's, um, yeah that's such a great idea too because you don't really you're just a middleman like the guy ships them out for you you just have to connect them exactly you know i just i always was the person to like come up with like the great ideas to kind of like you know get the most of the situation you know what i'm saying doing something different every business like i just created my own system behind it you know what I'm saying? I just took drop shipping to a, a whole nother level at that point of time. And then I kind of got out of wanting to sell other people's shoes and actually wanting to go in and make my own brand. That's sweet. And you said you have friends that have like big YouTube channels. What? Yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. What exactly do they do on the YouTube channels? Like what are the themes? Um, like they, they do a lot of like pranks and vlogs and all of that type of stuff. So that's pretty much what a lot of the YouTubers do. They just like vlog and do pranks and, do like mukbang challenges and stuff like that so you know i don't really watch you know any of the youtube channels no more 
know what I'm saying? Because it's like everything is all played out. Everybody's doing the same thing. It's like no like really original content, so to speak, unless they're doing the vlog and they're doing like they're traveling around doing different stuff. Other than that, I don't really watch it anymore. Facts. And I like how you talked about like you're 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 always like an idea guy. And then another thing we talk about on the podcast and like a common theme is like ideas are really just that, like ideas. So you mentioned like you have a whole system behind it. So like what's the importance of developing a system where you can take those ideas and put them right into action? And like how did you develop that? Was it trial um, and error? Yeah, just a bunch of a bunch of trial and error. Like I'm twenty two, so a lot of people be like, you know, like you know, like, oh, you're 22, blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? But I'm just like, I've gone through a lot and I experienced a lot by just doing, doing a lot of fucking up, you know what I'm saying? And just putting myself in the best position possible to be successful, you know what I'm saying? I focused on building relationships with people that created successful systems. I kind of look at, like, network marketing is what helped me, you know, create, like, a structure to building out my success, so to speak. You know, looking at like the comp their compensation plan, the products that they offer or the services that they offer and, you know, the deals that, that, that they do, you know what I'm saying, to kind of accumulate the success that they've been able to accumulate to grow on a bigger mass. So I'm like, and then they do little to no work. What I liked about that, I was just that like network marketing is almost drop shipping in itself. Like the owners really don't got to do shit. They got all of these affiliates that go in and sell their products and service for them and they make all of the millions of dollars. That's what I liked about the whole thing. So me like looking at those structures growing up or coming in, you know, going into like my, my entrepreneur journey starting out, I kind of did that same thing, you know, facilitating my own like business moves and stuff like that. So when I got into drop shipping, it was like an idea. I'm like, damn. So I failed the first time because I had too much inventory. How do I get out of not getting inventory? Then I met Andis and he showed me how to do the drop shipping. Once I started finding success doing the drop shipping, I was like, okay, cool. Now I know exactly what I need to do. So I, if I can see if he will let me take pictures and resell his shoes on my site and I shoot him the bread, he send out the stuff and I collect my profit, I don't have to have no inventory and I can just base, basically make money sitting on my ass without doing anything. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I still have to put in that legwork with getting myself out there to make sure that I'm a credible person that people can buy you know, authentic shoes from. So doing all of that, I was able to create that type of system and then just identifying and just being open-minded to the, to the different things. You got to read between the lines through a lot of shit, whether it's business, life, or whatever it is. You got to read between the lines and you just got to go with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I pay attention to everything that goes on, you know what I'm saying? Because I can take from it, learn from it, and build something out of it. So that's why I, I learn from a lot of different people and I apply what I learned from them and instill their strong qualities into myself and to, you know, turn myself into like a, a marketing monster or something like that, you know? <laughs> right. And another thing we like to talk about a lot is failure. Like, could you take us through some of the failures you've had so far and then what you've learned from them and how you've been able to grow? Um, I would say, um, I would say like a few, a few, a couple of the biggest ones, um, is uh when i was like going transitioning from out of network marketing was doing a lot of spending on like dumb stuff like you know buying jewelry you know buying you know like uh, other like stupid stuff that i you know spending too much money on and i was making bad investments that where you know i didn't have like my my spending was overriding how much money i was making a month you know what i mean so i would i put myself in a in a like a financial stoop you know, and then like going into like 
you know, finally partnering up with a manufacturer called Shenzhen Communication Co. Um, to like developing smartphones and all of that type of stuff. So, you know, that I, you know, I signed, ended up signing a contract. I didn't have no legal team at the time. I was like 19 going on 20. I ain't had no legal team, you know, at the time. I didn't have no lawyers, no attorneys. They sent me a kind, like I met with them. They brought a contract to me. I never read it. I just signed it because I thought we were all in. It was my idea to, you know, buy into this manufacturer in China and partner up. Sorry about that. Um, and partner up with them um, to, cause I seen the value of making money overseas. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, it was like a gold mine, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like outsourcing and, and really doing that. So, you know, they loved the idea and they brought the contract to me. I never read it. I still to this day haven't even read that contract. And, you know, I signed, you know, signed it and we started doing business out there. Then, you know, fast forward a year later, you know, they ended up playing me out of the deal. You know what I'm saying? Like I ended up making money out of, you know, from the, the, the company and from them, but I didn't make everything that I was supposed to earn. You know what I'm saying? With my portion of the, you know, my end of the bargain being held, you know what I mean? So my first taste of, of that and really not knowing anything on the legal side, that was my weakness. I didn't know anything on the legal side and I have nobody on, the, on my, like, my legal team to help me facilitate the deals or anything like that. So that was an epic fail for me, you know, but it was, a, it was a fail, but it was a great opportunity because I learned the process of, you know, making smartphones, you know, outsourcing material and all of that type of stuff. So I know who to get connected to, to get what I needed to get done. You know what I'm saying? So it was pros and cons to, to that. So then even going into launching like my, my uh, shoes, you know, the first time I was, I was, you know, in the process of launching my shoes, you know, I had, you know, a small team. I had a guy that was out in, that, out in Jersey. You know, I had a couple people that was in my city that was a part of like my team and everything. So, you know, by me, like, and they were all my homies. That was where my downfall was, trying to do business with friends. So, you know, going into business, they wasn't as business inclined as I was. They didn't know everything that I knew, but I was just like, you know, you guys want to make money. I want to give you an opportunity whatever, whatever, boom, let's do it. So, you know, I gave them, I gave inexperienced people control of things that they shouldn't have, shouldn't have had control over, which put me in a bad position to where orders didn't get fulfilled. You know what I'm saying? And people are coming at me saying, and I'm scamming them and all this other type of stuff. And I, by me and messing up, like almost messing up my image in a way, you know what I mean? Because I had the wrong people on the team. And then with me knowing that I had the wrong people on the team and me having a, a, a emotional connection with them because they were my friends, they were my homies, you know what I'm saying? I didn't fire them or didn't part ways with them sooner than I should have, you know what I mean? So like, you know, what that process, I learned how to, you know, hire slow and fire fast. You know what I mean? You don't want any bad apples. That's a part of the team. Like one of my guys, he messed up a lot of deals for us. Like we could have had, you know, investment deals i had people that didn't want to invest into my company because he was a part of it you wow. know what I'm so that's where i was just like you know what put me in a bad position and not having to have that conversation with him like yo you know what i'm saying like you need to stick in your lane you know i need to do this you know i got people that don't want to do nothing with me don't want to do business with me because you know you're a part of it and you don't know how to move on a, on a business level 
You know what I'm saying? Like you only know what you know because you're learning from me and you're just going through the motions of experiencing all of this stuff with me. So that was like, you know, a big fail, you know what I'm saying? Like back then. And plus I had a lot of momentum and I killed the momentum because like a lot of the money that I made from it, I was reinvesting into like my smartphone project. So all of it is, I wouldn't even call it like failure, but it was like lessons, you know what I'm saying? And at the same time, blessings in disguise because it le I learned how to be a better CEO, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going through the process of hiring people slower and not rushing anything, rushing into anything. So even with building up like my smartphone company now, I got some of the biggest people that's working with me now that I've hired, you know what I'm saying, to help me grow my company. Why? Because I took time to actually, you know, perfect my craft and grow as a leader and as a boss and as a CEO and stuff like that to put myself and the company in the best position possible and bringing on actual experts that, you know what I'm saying, that I can, that, that's invested into me as, as, as well as I am into them. 100%. Yeah, you mentioned a lot of, uh, like, common things you hear, like legal things, especially for our, our audience, like college students or younger entrepreneurs. Like, it's just something they, you know, sometimes overlook, like legal things. A lot of people don't really consider them. Um, right. so it's like there's a lot of good things you mentioned there. So it's going to be super helpful for those that are listening. Most definitely. Yeah. So could you take us back through what you did with, like, China, like working with Shenzhen, I think it was, I saw on your website? Like, what exactly yeah. were you doing with them? Um, basically, they were, like, they were making smartphones, like, laptops and all, like, different wearable technologies and stuff. So when I got, when I first came across them, I was um, homeless at the time. I was sleeping in my guy Dakota's car. And, like, I was in the process of getting, you know, locking in funding for my shoe brand. It was an investor named James Umda out in Canada that was um, looking to invest 300000 into my, my shoe brand. So right down when we came down to the contract part, you know what I'm saying, he will, they basically like got out last minute, you know what I'm saying, they backed out last minute and said that they was more into tech. Little, little did he know, I'm a big tech head, you know what I'm saying, so I like fashion, shoes, and tech, so I was just like, boom, I was like, that me, that's, that might be a calling for me to be like, okay, I need to get into tech, because tech is where it's at. You know what I'm saying? So when he said that, I was just like, okay, cool. I'll be back with another business plan or another business model. And within a week, I came up with an idea of launching a smartphone and all of that type of shit. Not knowing why I wanted to launch a smartphone back then because it, it's, what I came up with then is way different than what I got right now. So um, like going into that process, you know, he was going to invest like I think around 800,000 for 40% equity. That I still didn't know nothing about like that type of business shit because I'm coming from a background of internet business versus, you know what I'm saying, building up an actual corporation, so to speak. You know, then now I'm getting into the, sh the where the shits really get real, where you're learning equity, you know, learning sh how to sell shares, you're learning, you know, like partners and all of that type of stuff. And you're learning like the contracts and all of that type of stuff. So this is the, the process where it starts to get real. And at that time, like I said, before going into it, I didn't know shit about none of that. And I didn't have no team with me. So, you know, even then 40% didn't, you know, it sounded like too much to give for like that, that little, you know what I mean? So, you know, after going through the process, I ended up backing out of that deal. Once they verified, that's when I got in contact with um, Shenzhen Communication Co. And they were gonna manufacture the smartphone that I had designed back then. But then they gave me an opportunity to help grow their company because at the time they were losing money. 
So when I got the opportunity to do that, you know what I'm saying, and then ultimately buy into the, the manufacturer, and that's when I pitched it to the other guys, you know what I'm saying, that I had private meetings with that made, you know, that got me to sign the other contract to go into business with them and actually helping growing their company and taking it to the next level so they can expand here in, in a few other markets that we were in. So going through that process, we, they was making, you know, smartphones and all that type of stuff. So I found a loophole, you know, within the, within the, the China market and facilitated a system behind it. So you, we all know that China makes knockoffs of everything, right? So basically they have a, a thing where they make like a knock, the knockoff iPhones and they call them goo phones out there. So it's like the goo phone, I this, goo phone, I that. So <laughs> our, literally, you know, and like you could go on YouTube and people, you will see people like buying the fake iPhones and comparing them to the real ones. You know what I'm saying? And they're, they're, they're actually pretty good quality, you know, phones. They just aren't Apple's quality. You feel me? So we started doing, started doing that on the side and started selling it to distributors all over, all over the world. You know what I'm saying? So like we had people in Europe buying, we had people all over the place buying and that's where the revenue started to like go crazy because people were buying like a thousand or 2000 phones at a time. We were selling them at like 50, 60, you know, $80 a pop for, you know, getting a quantity of a thousand to 3000 or 5,000. So we got like 10, 15, you know, 20 clients coming to us, getting thousands of 5,000 products at a time. We were doubling up on our revenue quick as hell. So we was, we was doing that, you know, and that started exploding out there because that like in 2016, that's when the shit was really starting to hit the fan. Like I had a few here, you know what I'm saying? And I had, uh, like, it was a dude that was here that had bought, you know, one of the, one of the goo phones off of me and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> In the crazy part, but he knew, you know what I'm saying? But he wanted to buy it because it was dope. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to just sell it to him. It was I didn't go to him and be like, yo, I got this iPhone for sale. Because I already knew once he went to the Apple store, it was gonna take him to the Google Play store. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he just thought it was dope and he just bought it off of me and stuff like that. So in 2016, it was like that's when it really started like really like sprouting that like the goo phone shit was like really popping and it was popular out there and then people in the u.s started finding out more about it because there were other people drop shipping those products here and selling them here and then like chinese people would set up like like online stores u.s stores here and start selling them here and stuff like that so that's pretty much how you know like i learned the process of like manufacturing like going like outsourcing and manufacturing like smartphones and stuff like that and once you know people got money hungry you know, cause they, the company are going from this to this and X amount of time and stuff like that. So, you know, they basically, you know, played me out of the deal. You know, you know how, like, if you're, if like, say you're married to someone and you have a business, you know what I'm saying? The only way that your wife is not going to get 50% of your business is if you basically sell it to somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Or you transfer the business in somebody else's name, then she has no no, she can't get 50% of anything. So they basically did that and cutted me out the deal. You know what I'm saying? So to where I didn't, I couldn't make any more money or anything like that. And then by it being, them being in China, it wasn't more, nothing really that I can do because there's different laws from here and there. You know what I mean? And plus, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what was in the contract, you feel me, to, you know, go after them legally. But at the same time, I still made a, a lot of money off of, 
off of the deal and I got a lot of experience. So I just took that experience and, you know, partnered up and joint venture with a, with a manufacturer that I'm um, partnered with now to manufacture my smartphones now. Dude, right. that's crazy. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> is the design, like, what is the design of your smartphone? Is it based on the knockoff iPhone that you were talking about or is it like something that you came up with by yourself? It was, it was something that we uh, came up and developed um, ourselves. Like I got a team of engineers and developers out in China now that that's, you know, been working with me and stuff like that over the past three years. Yeah, that's how, crazy. Yeah, that's sweet. How, how close are you to being finished with it? Um, right now we're locking in like our pre-seed to finish out the final, the basically the final version of it. We already have the prototypes and stuff like that. It's on my social media. I don't have the phones with me. They at my office right now, but um, they're on my social media. You can kind of get a sneak peek of them on there. Um, but uh, we were just getting the process of the final product done, and then we're doing the launch event um, July was it July thirteenth in uh, Delhi, India. Wow! Like, what is it like to look back to like where you were? You mentioned right at the beginning you were like homeless at the time before you made the decision to start. Like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's it's really it's really crazy because like me me and my guy Dakota will talk you know, all the time and like, you know, I'll go over there, you know, when I can and stuff like that, you know, to chop it up with them and we'll just, you know, think back like, damn, like that was like, you know, four years ago, you know what I'm saying? I was just sleeping in your car in the wintertime, you feel me? Like, and you know, fast forward, here we are now. And that's what I mean by like entrepreneurship, like the, it's a commitment, you know what I'm saying? I, I've been committed to this shit from day one. You know what I mean? Like even with, you know, having like two kids, you know, in the in the process of doing so, you know what I'm saying, brought its own challenges and all of that type of stuff because, you know, you have to, you know, you gotta risk. You gotta take risk, you gotta make sacrifices and stuff like that, you know, and you you're gonna take backlash for any and everything that you do, regardless of what you do. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, you just gotta be like mentally and physically prepared for that type of thing. Everybody wants success and wants to make a million dollars and all of this type of stuff but you gotta mentally you know mentally prepare yourself you're physically ready for it because you want to get physically get out of situations that you're in you want to be physically financially stable you know what i mean but mentally you have to mentally prepare yourself for for that you know what i mean because you can obtain all of that and fuck all of that money up because your mind is on spending you're not investing into your personal brand and all of that type of stuff you know what I mean, to grow and level yourself up, so to speak. And then by you having all of that money and not being mentally prepared for that, then you don't know how to like take constructive criticism from everybody else. You're worried about everybody else's opinions. You know, you're letting any and everybody get to you. You're basically a prisoner to everybody that you're letting make you upset. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta mentally prepare yourself for like when you make a million dollars, your whole life is going to change. Your your life is literally never going to be the same. You know what I'm saying? Once you have even six figures, you know what I'm saying? Because you're going to have a lot more attention. It don't even have to be media wise, but in your family, you know what I'm saying? And people will, you know, use that against you. They'll try to, you know, make, make you uh, feel guilty of your success, all of that type of stuff. That's the stuff that you got to be mentally prepared for. And I feel like a lot of millionaires and all that type of stuff don't tell people or share that type of insight you know what i'm saying to to help mentally prepare other people you know for that they just tell people yeah you know you want to make a million dollars you want to do this you can get rich you can get famous you can do this and do that you know what i'm saying but they don't tell them the downside 
of doing it, the pros, and they'll tell them the pros of it. You'd be like, oh, yeah, you can get this Lamborghini. You can get this house. You can get this and that. But they don't tell you all of the complications that you got to go through. Even with building a business, you know what I'm saying, problems with bank, PayPal, like, you know, me doing this PR stuff, and PayPal will freeze my account if I get a $10,000 transaction. You know what I'm saying? Like, the complications that you have to be mentally prepared for. And that's what a lot of other entrepreneurs do not tell people the complications of being one. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a commitment level to the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be really dedicated and committed to it. And you have to be mentally and physically prepared for it. 100%. It's just every day there's a new challenge, a new battle to fight. And you just got to, like you said, you got to prepare yourself in every way. Facts. Yeah. Have there been like people that have come back to you since you've become successful and be like, oh, hey, like, how's it going? It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. It's, 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 it's crazy. It was really like in 2017 because that's when I started getting like a lot of media attention. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like people would come around and people that like I had people, you know, message me and be like, you know, I'm sorry I ever doubted you. And all of this other type of stuff, you know, I had people, you know, reach out and be like, damn, I should have invested with you, you know, back then, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't know what you was doing, you know what I'm saying? Or people that was judging me, you know, back then when I was doing network marketing. And it's hard, you know, it's difficult being an African-American, you know, entrepreneur doing network marketing and all that type of stuff because that shit lives on with you forever. You know what I'm saying? With people calling you a scam and a fraud and all of this other shit because, you know, you're selling them on a product because a product that you believe in. And when they don't make money doing it, you know what I'm saying? They blame you for their failures or, you know, their their misfortune and stuff like that. Basically making you feel guilty of your success or, you know, want to throw shade on you to make themselves feel better because, you know, they don't feel good about themselves. A lot of them are just insecure. So I get a lot of people that do reach out to me and be like, oh, yeah, you know, they'll see me. Like now that I'm verified on social media, I have people reach out like, oh, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? You're doing your thing. I'm proud of you, blah, 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 blah. But you wasn't proud of me then. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was really making money and really making moves and you was witnessing it, you wasn't proud of me then. You know what I'm saying? You was like downing me and all of this other type of stuff. So it's, I get all types of, you know, I get all types of messages from people back in the day, you know, people from high school, even people that be like, people from high school that be like, oh yeah, I know him, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, you know, you knew me then, you know what I'm saying? Who I was then is not who I am now. You know what I'm saying? And it's definitely not going to be who I am in the future. I'm going to be I'm going to be somewhere else mentally, spiritually and physically, you know what I'm saying, in the future. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm always in the process of of leveling up. Right. That's awesome. So how do you get I just have a quick question. How do you get verified on social media like get the blue check mark on Instagram and stuff like that? Um, you know, just having, you know, having connections of course and then, you know, I've been, you know, featured in, you know, a lot of articles and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, having that type of, you know, credibility, you know, Facebook, you know, verified me two years ago, then my that account got like hacked. And then this year I made a new account that got verified, you know, and then my IG page got verified. That's yeah, dope. That's yeah. And I know like you actually do that as a business. I'm not sure if it's like a side hustle or whatnot. Yeah, it's, it's just a side business. You know, I like telling, telling stories because I do music and stuff like that on the side. So in my music, I tell, you know, my sick story, my wins, my losses you know what I'm saying, type stuff. So, like, you know, I kind of wanted, like, with that with that company, I kind of wanted, you know, help certain entrepreneurs or influencers, you know, share their story. Because at the end of the day, facts tell story sales. You know what I'm saying? The, the story behind, you know, the Jordan shoe or Nike is what keeps their company here. 
what keeps their company in the media present. You know what I'm saying? Or how it started or, you know, the story behind it. That's what people care about. That's what people buy into the story more so than they do, you know what I'm saying? The facts of it. You know what I'm saying? I can drop all the facts on, you know, why my shoe is better than anybody else's, but they're going to buy my shoe if they, you know what I'm saying? If they know my story or my story inspires them and be like, okay, I want to be like that person or I want to feel like I'm walking in that person's shoes type shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, people, people like you, people need to focus more on like telling their story and using their story as leverage to, you know what I'm saying? Building like your company, your brands and all that type of shit. Just like your guys' success and your story is what's going to build like your podcast way bigger than anybody else's that's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Versus just trying to get all of the biggest people to build your podcast for you. You know what I mean? It's like a reverse psychology type of thing. It's, it lasts longer. When people are receptive of you, they gravitate towards you, they're going to support you regardless, not support you because of who you got on the show. You know what I mean? 100%. Right. Yeah, it's just a deeper connection. And exactly. Like, like, for example, like Yeezys, like the, the newest Yeezys could be like the ugliest looking shoe. People are still going to People are going to buy it because of yay. You know what I'm saying? Because it's Kanye. That's... It's, it's, it goes more into, it's like brand loyalty in a, in a sense. You know what I mean? When people are attracted to your brand, you know, your name and your image on social media is your brand. When people are attracted to that, whatever you put out, they're going to gravitate towards. 100%. Regardless. That's why it's so important to have a personal brand for sure. Exactly. And, and, and it's sad that a lot of people, you know, even entrepreneurs shy away from, you know, building their personal brand. Like I know, you know, that's why, like, they say that it's a lot of people that are, you know, a lot of, like, rich people or people that's assholes because they don't invest into their personal brand. They don't got, a, like, a solid, you know, image, you know what I'm saying, of them dropping value, you know, in that, in that, in that sense, you know what I'm saying, to where people will like you as a person. You know what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. Like, anyone can really just start up a podcast and, like, do it how, however they want, get big names on. But, like, it's really... Exactly. Like, we're, like, our story, uh, like, if you looked into us or whatnot, like, we're two college freshmen. We just came to a realization that, you know, everyone around us had that same mindset to just, like, get good grades, study hard, and go and get that nine to five, or, like, work hard towards the same thing. Everyone's fighting for the same thing. So we just want to show people that there's more opportunity, and then we also wanted to prove it to ourselves. So, like, it's kind of unique because we, like, as hosts, also learn from the people we interview. Like, we're not, like, these big entrepreneurs like Ed Melette or Tim Ferriss that know it all yet. Like, we're actually kind of learning with our listeners. So, it's, like, easier for us to ask the right questions and, you know, kind of, uh, like, put it towards the people that are listening. Like, connect with them more. Exactly. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, you're going to always be learning. Even, you know, me, you know, accomplishing, you know, some of the things that I've been able to accomplish you know, I'm still learning, you know, I connect with a lot, I built relationships with a lot of big people. So I learned from all of them, just like they learned from me, you know, I learned from them just as well. And that's what relationship building is all about when you can provide value and add value to each other. Right. All right. So we just have a few more questions before we close with our lightning round. So what is your take on the value of going to college? Um, honestly, it just depends on whatever, what, what it is that you're trying to do, whatever it is that you are like want to do and whatever you're, you know, wanting out of life, you know what I'm saying? It just all depends. For me personally, I dropped out of high school, you know, two things that, you know, a mentor, you know, taught me or, you know, told me was, you know, like he asked me like, where did I want to be? You know what I'm saying? And where I see myself. And I was like building, building a billion dollar company. 
And he was like, do you feel like you, you can obtain that type of knowledge to build a billion dollar company sitting in the classroom? And I was like, you know, possibly if I go to school for business and all of that type of stuff. And then he was like, let me tell you something. He was like, you know, education that doesn't put movement in your feet and money in your pocket is wasted education. And when he said that shit, I was just like, damn. Like it really, it really made me think. I was just like, I'm sitting in, like I was doing network marketing when I was in high school. So I'm like, and I was, and I had one of like my online stores going too. So I'm literally sitting in class, you know what I'm saying? Like that following day. And I made $5,000 while I was sitting, like a $5,000 deposit in my checking account while I'm sitting, I'm in first period with a, with a $5,000 deposit in my account. And I had turned around to, you know, one of my guys and I was just like, look, bro, I'm sitting in class with y'all and I made $5,000. I'm making more than what a lot of y'all niggas is making in like your <laughs> jobs right now. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, and then I'm just like, just sitting there clowning, like I'm geeked up, like, yo, and I left school early. You know what I'm saying? Like I really left school early that day. I usually was leaving, like my senior year, I was usually leaving like, like around 11 a.m. type shit right before lunch, I'll go. Because like, I was just like, you know, the more and more I would, the more and more knowledge that I was gaining, the more and more I didn't want to be in school. And I felt like I didn't, you know, I didn't need to walk across the, across the stage to get that diploma to, you know, like validate that I'm smart or I'm going somewhere in life. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm smarter than a lot of, a lot of the people that I graduated with. I'm way farther in life and got more experience than a lot of people that graduated, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't or the people that was in my grad, like my graduating class, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and then like the biggest take that I, I take, you know, I took from, you know, school was like, you know, two things from like a teacher, you know, basic, you know, multiplication, learning. How, and that was later on in life, going to learn how to invest my money and duplicate it, you know, over time, you know what I'm saying? Basic, basic math, you know what I mean? I'm a numbers guy. So I like, you know, breaking down numbers and doing the whole business shit. So, and then the next is keeping your eyes on your, your own paper. You know what I mean? So that was, that's probably the, the realest thing any, uh, any teacher can ever tell you is keeping your eyes on your own paper. You know what I'm saying? Focus on you, focus on leveling yourself up. You know what I'm saying? You got to look at like school and all of that type of shit and people like the people in your, your, your class as like businesses. You know what I'm saying? Those people that are getting A's and B's and all that type of shit in their business, their quote unquote businesses that are successful is because they invest into their personal development. You know what I'm saying? They're studying, they're learning, they're educating themselves. That's why they go and they come out and they perform. You know what I'm saying? People, other companies, people think small minded so they don't work on personal development. They don't study, they don't do this, they don't show up, they're inconsistent. You know what I'm saying? So they have to copy off of other people's business model, you know what I'm saying, to try to gain some type of success, but it's not long-term success until, you know, you invest that into yourself, that time, you know, and that commitment within yourself to, you know, doing it and developing and going with it. So staying focused on you and developing yourself to be a better person or a better business person or being like a better entrepreneur, you know, you got to invest into your personal brand to you know, get there, stay and focus on you and not worried about what the next person doing, why the next person continue to get straight A's and you don't, all of that type of stuff. You can, you may feel like you're smarter than that person, but that person's performing better than you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. just stay and focus on you, you know what I mean? And keeping your eyes on your own thing. Me, I find success because I don't worry about what the next person got in their pocket. I'm not worried about what the next person doing. I'm worried about making my next move better than, you know, my last move. You know what I mean? Whether my last move was a good move, I want to make a better one. 
You know what I'm saying? Even with dropping shoes, I want to make my next shoe the better one. You know what I'm saying? I want to make my next phone a better one. So it's all, I'm in competition with myself. You know what I mean? So I'm always, I'm focused solely on me when it comes to that, you know, and I'm not worried about everything else that's outside of, you know, what I got going on. Makes sense. So where did you go to seek the information that you got to like learn how to drop ship and stuff? Was it just that mentor that you had or did you like use a platform? That I learned, I learned one time from, from that guy. I just paid attention to what he was doing for a year just to get a visual of it. Cause I can learn, you know, by looking, you know, being hands-on or, you know, people verbally telling me, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I was paying attention to what he was doing, you know, for a whole year before I actually reached out to him. Cause like he had made like almost 500,000 in a month or some shit, or it was, no, it was like his year recap and he made over a million dollars, like 1.2 million or something like that. And I was just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you posting this on, I'm, I'm interested. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm interested. I'm like, I see you making the 200, 100,000, whatever a month. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's cool. But you made a million dollars in a year doing this. I want to know. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, once he like broke, like basically broke down the bit, like the process is simple. Life is simple. We just complicate shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, that's just, you know, a human, a human thing that we do. You know what I'm saying? We sometimes when shit is too simple, you know, we get skeptical about it and we complicate it. And then we get to thinking like, what if this and what if that and all this other shit, you know what I'm saying? For me, I, when I, when he broke it down to me, I was just like, that's simple as shit. You know what I'm saying? So then I just took that model. And then that's when I transitioned to doing everything from doing it on Amazon and eBay to doing it with my guy that was, you know, in Miami, you know, doing his shoes, you know, selling his shoes in his store and shit. So I just kind of, you know, implemented that and just learned from what I, what I was shown basically. Yeah, I think, like, the biggest takeaway from that is just, you just got to be proactive about things. Like, you just got to go out and get it. Um, we're going to go into the lightning round. It's just, like, four quick questions. Um, yeah, so the first one is, like, what would you do if you were in our position today? Like, a freshman in college, you know, not a lot of money in the bank account, and still trying to figure out, like, what we want to do in life? Explore, explore your opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Take advantage of, you know, opportunities. Oprah, you know, Oprah said it best. I read a quote from her like a couple of years ago that stuck with me. You know, she was, she said, you know, excuses will be there when you need them the most opportunities won't, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, take advantage of any opportunity that you can get experience shit. If you don't know what you want to do, like, I didn't know what, what the fuck I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been locked in with this smartphone shit, you know, for three years, you know what I'm saying? Three years ago, I was still juggling between, you know, doing shoes, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like just experiment different shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like some people, some people like, you know, talk down on being the opportunist, you know what I mean? But there's a lot of takeaways, you know what I'm saying? That can help you by gaining that experience. You know, I would just say, get out more, go to uh, like networking events, you know, network with more people, do what you do now. You know what I'm saying? Keep, you know, growing and learning from, you know, different experts in different fields and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to have more knowledge than the next the next motherfucker will, you know what I mean? So by you having that knowledge, by the time you find, you figure out what you want to do, you know what I'm saying? You will have the knowledge to apply to whatever it is that you want to do. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So what's the worst advice you've ever received? And then also the best advice you've ever received? Worst advice I ever received. Um, you know what I'm saying? I would say for, for me, worst advice is basically um, like seeing is believing. You know what I'm saying? You know, 
you first of all you got to be able to believe it to be able to see it you know what i mean like you got to believe that it's going to happen and believe like put that positive energy you know what i'm saying out there in order to you know like reap what you sow so to speak you know what i mean you know best advice um you know uh my one of my first mentors his name is Chaz White you know he was i met him when i was 19 and he was making you know making over a million dollars when he was 26 and all of that type of stuff and he you know his his you know my favorite quote that he always said every morning that i came to his office you know what i'm saying good is the enemy of great if you if you settle for being good you will never be great you know what i'm saying and that just stuck with me you know ever since then because like he would instill that into me every single day that you know i came to the office and that's why i go so hard at what i do that's awesome uh so the next one is what is the top side hustle in your opinion for college students or young entrepreneurs um i would say you know like doing like online stores drop shipping you know what i'm saying anything um like even you know service-based stuff like it could be you know writing essays for people or you know just doing like doing like something that can bring in you know some some, some type of money and stuff like that you know what i mean so like i mean i know people that's in college that's building you know building a business and you know all of that type of stuff so you know you can create you know all types of you know side hustles and stuff like that you know in high school or like doing like brand ambassadoring work you know what i mean like you can go take some dope photos and shit like that and have like brands pay you a few hundred to a thousand dollars to you know advertise you know their brand and stuff so you know just putting out fire content you know that will fire attractive content that will attract other people to you know create you know that or it can just be you know what i'm saying like coaching you know what i'm saying i'm sure you guys know more than a lot of other a lot of the other freshmen that's you know at your school right now so it's just like shit you can teach them you know even though you don't have that you know to you you probably feel like you don't have that success to teach another person but you have that knowledge to teach another person that ultimately you know you guys can come together and grow something bigger than what it really is you know what i'm saying so i mean like look at mark zuckerberg you know what i'm saying like he had a close-knit group you know what i'm saying he was smart you know and gave other people knowledge and created you know what i'm saying one of the biggest social media platforms in the world and he became the youngest billionaire and it all started in the college dorm you know what i'm saying so you know you never know what can come out of it exactly i think like the one thing about that is like even if we want to teach like a lot of kids our age aren't really willing to learn so mm -hmm. but we're like we're mainly like mainly focusing on the people that like want to start a podcast we just released an ebook on how yeah. to start with a podcast like a through z on what to do and stuff like that most definitely you can you can literally build a crazy ass following and a, a crazy ass email list just by you guys doing that and you guys can be like top experts on like building a successful podcast how to reach out to people all that type of shit with your ebook and be like yo we'll give out this ebook for free blah 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 all you got to do is just follow us on our social media sites submit your email blah blah blah, blah and boom you will literally become gods in, in, in college you know what i'm saying like you know, <laughs> these college students are are doing this and that blah 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 and then when, by the time you figure out what it is that you want to do whether it's selling a product or a service you got a big ass email list of people that are invested into you in a way that you can market to and that's email marketing is you know what i'm saying i'm not going to say died out but you know what i'm saying it's still effective you know what i'm saying so by you doing that and putting out content around around that you know what i'm saying like you will ultimately find a lot of success you know what i'm saying and a lot of people will pay, want to pay you guys to come do you never know you a person might hit you up and be like yo i want to pay you a hundred thousand to come host the show because you ask great questions you know what i'm saying like you never know what's going to come out of it but you got to just do it facts wow. yeah, yeah you just got to do it without and i think another thing 
real quick. It's like you just got to do it without expectations because that's like – Exactly. You won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. That's why I do things without expectations. If I do for somebody, I don't expect them to do anything back, and and I won't get mad when they don't do something back. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't, you know, I didn't go into, like, expecting them to do something. You know what I mean? That's why I don't be, like, disappointed like a lot of other people. So going in, just like you said, going into it with no expectations, you know what I'm saying, just do it. You know, just hope for the best and be prepared for the worst. Yeah. I just have a quick question about dropshipping, like what you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. How much of a time commitment would it be for, like, a kid like me to fit it into my schedule? Um, I mean, it's for me, I didn't put a lot of time into it because I had more. It just depends on where you are, like, financially. Like, I can get, you know, I can pay, you know, like, you know, influencers, you know what I'm saying, like, Instagram, people on Instagram and all of that type of stuff, you know, like, 50 to 60 bucks, you know, $100, a few hundred dollars or something like that to, you know, advertise on their platform to, you know, sell my product. Or, you know, I can you know, learn how to, you know, do Facebook, you know, Facebook ads and Instagram ads and stuff like that to, you know, advertise. And that's what a lot of people are doing right now. They're not utilizing influencer marketing. They're just doing social media marketing, so to speak. So it just depends on, you know, like, well, like what you're, the time and of, of course the capital you're willing to invest into it. So you already know the more, you know, time that you're able to, you know, invest into it, the more, you know, of an outcome that you, you know, will get from it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it just it just all the it just all depends. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. And like we're kind of spinning off here, but this is like super valuable. And like you mentioned, like emails were like kind of dying off, which is true. So like one thing we're actually doing with the ebook is like a like a giveaway. Like you mentioned, utilizing Facebook ads to actually mm-hmm. build instead of an email list, like a Facebook messenger list, where you could broadcast. And that's even better too. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's even better too. More so effective, like, okay. more effective. If if you can do that, like do that, like on Instagram as well. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like a lot of people are grabbing, especially business people. Instagram is the new business card. You know what I'm saying? So you know, if you can do that on Facebook and Instagram and monetize off of that, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you will find you know extreme success. For sure. So the last question to wrap it up, uh, probably our deepest question is: What would you put on a billboard for the whole world to see? Conquer your empire. Love you know it. what I'm saying? What's what's a dream when you can't conquer it? Yeah, that was quick. Yeah, to that was quick so response it. normally takes people a few seconds to. So you <laughs> you got it down. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's the that's the that's the movement. You know what I'm saying? You got to be be able to conquer your empire. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to grow, develop. You know what I'm saying? Build your team. You know, build a network of people. You know what I'm saying? People like you know like. T- complain and bitch about not having supporters and all of that type of shit i literally had no supporters i literally grew my support list by putting myself in the best position possible putting myself around the right people you know what i'm saying connecting with the right people building relationships with people and you know what i'm saying i got their ultimate support like when i first launched my shoes and all that type of shit my business partners and my close close friends were the first people to buy my buy my products without even you know what i'm saying like without me having to ask you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have to send them a link and be like, yo, go buy my shit. You know what I'm saying? Or they didn't ask me for no discount. They just went and bought, you know what I'm saying? And shared it with other people and told them to go buy. You know what I'm saying? You build your support system, conquer your empire. You know what I mean? That's kind of one of our main focuses of the podcast, too, obviously, is to connect with people like you if we ever need help or anything in the future. So this is definitely oh, yeah, for sure. 
Definitely. You know what I'm saying? We, I'm sure it'll be a lot of different ways that we can provide value to each other. For sure, bro. We really appreciate the time. Learned oh, yeah, a lot. Sure. And uh, made a good connection, man. Yeah, I just have one question. How do you pronounce your first name? Is it Kiani? Kwion. Kwion, okay. It's, it's, like, it's like Zion, but it's with a Q. Kwion. That's double Kwion. Like, <laughs> right, Hey guys, show some love for the Real Talk University podcast by subscribing and leaving a review on the Apple Podcast app. See you all next week.